Welcome to the How to Feel Good Show. I'm your host, Jen Garrett, and each week we dive deep into what makes our human existence on this spinning space rock more vibrant and enjoyable. From brain science to movement to nutrition and more, we get right to the bottom of how to drive these meat robots we call bodies and enjoy life to its fullest capacity. So if you're tired of feeling bad and ready to feel good, come join me. Hello, beautiful humans, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to episode three of my new podcast. Today, I want to talk about feelings. (laughs) Oh my gosh, feelings, guys, emotions. This is building on the stuff that we've talked about in the first two episodes a bit uh, and will be like a pretty significant focus for a lot of the episodes of this show moving forward because we are living in a society that has just given us a super screwed up view of our emotions, right? Like, in fact, most people don't even want to recognize their emotions, can't understand their emotions or like understand their purpose and It's no fault of our own. It's just the conditioning that we've been raised with, right? Like personally, my family, like we never talked about our feelings. (laughs) It was like, it was just like, do, do the things you have to do and suck it up and get it done. Right. And looking back, like this is just how they were raised. Right. So I was a kid born in the eighties. My mom is a baby boomer. Her parents lived through the depression, like they were born in in the depression, right? And they're living through the trauma of the wars and the generational impact of that stuff. So during those generations, like it was just, there's no time for those sorts of things. Like everything was so tough and, and traumatic that they had to suppress their emotions in order to move forward. And then this idea has just been proliferated through our culture and advertising and the meritocracy idea that like you can only be successful if you work hard and you can only work hard when you're not (laughs) you're not being sensitive. Right. And this whole idea today now in, in modern culture in 2021, like feelings are a weakness in a lot of ways, uh, according to the mainstream media, right? Like the, the fast culture, uh, dating, well, you know, the phrase like don't catch feelings. Like what the fuck is that all about? Sorry for the language. If there's children listening this show, there's going to be some swearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just part of who I am. Anyways, though, like it, it really is a, is a problem, right? Like when nobody wants to express their feelings, social media has also given us this really warped view of existence in that everybody's just filtering and editing their lives to only broadcast the most positive parts of that, right? Nobody wants to admit the fact that they have dark emotions, they have sadness, they have guilt, they've got rage, they've got jealousy, they've got insecurity. All of these things make you weak and vulnerable. And and because we're so concerned with how we appear on the outside, we just, we're not accepting ourselves as full beings, right? And this process was huge. Like, massive as far as my personal development. Like when I hit a rock bottom in 2017 through a particularly difficult situation with an emotionally unavailable person that I was obsessed with who ended up, you know, stealing from me and trying to blackmail me. Uh, So anyways, after that experience, 
I really gave my hat a shake and, and dove into self-help materials, right? And, and at first it was really difficult for me because I had that incongruence where I was like sad, but I couldn't admit that I was sad. Eventually I started working with a coach who was amazing, super, super expensive. It's a huge investment. And actually I was only able to, I wasn't able to fulfill the length of the contract with her because I couldn't afford to pay her. But one of the first things that she helped me with was to do some shadow work and sit in my feelings. Because one of the major issues that I experienced was parenting guilt. I had separated from my daughter's father four years previously and had been dealing with 50-50 custody. And when she went to her dad's, it made me really sad. Like I was really sad and I missed her and I felt awful that I wasn't with her and providing with her, her the support and guidance that she needed as a developing child. Cause she was only three when we split. Right. So she was like seven at this point. And, um, instead like previous to working with this coach, I couldn't deal with the sadness because I didn't understand that it was serving a purpose and then it would leave. It was like a transient thing. I was just so focused on avoiding the sadness that this is where all my shitty coping mechanisms came from. This is where my alcoholism was rooted. This is where my drug addiction was, was rooted. This is where all those stupid relationships with shitty guys who were manipulative drug addicts, liars and unavailable. Like that was a pattern that I had developed as a response to not processing the negative emotions that were associated with the parenting guilt that I had. And then just like general, like negative emotions we ha we all have just as many bad as good emotions. I don't even like calling them bad. They're just less than ideal. They're just the other end of the spectrum, right? Once you understand that the universe is everything, you are everything. So you contain just as much darkness as light, right? When you focus on the fact that you're only light, you're ignoring a completely half of you. Sometimes it's more than half of you, depending on who you are or what you're doing, right? <laughs> so one of the first things that this coach that I worked with had me do was sit in my sadness. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't do that. But I did because I was paying her 2,500 bucks US a month. And, uh, and so I sat in my sadness when I, on Wednesdays in particular, she would go to her dad's, like I would have her for five days and then she'd be gone on Wednesdays for another five days with him. And usually on Wednesdays when I was done work, that was when I would get into trouble, right? Like trying to distract myself. So instead of doing that, I started journaling about it. So I would do a brain dump. I would sit down and just write out all of the things that would come to mind, right? So it would be like, I would start with the physical sensations because it was easy for me to start with that stuff. So it'd be like tightness in my chest, like tightness behind my eyes, like feel like I'm going to cry, like... And then the emotions would come out and then it would just be, it was like, once it started flowing, it would just be pouring out of me, right? I would cry, which was weird for me. I don't know about you guys. Like if you're a crier, like water signs, you probably get it. But like I'm all fire and earth, right? Like very stoic, hold it in, bottle it up type of mentality, um, personality. So when I started cr crying, it felt really weird, but it was a release. And I started to realize after doing it, so I would cry like full on and it would only last like a minute or two, <laughs> like literally like 60 to 120 seconds, guys, <laughs> right? I was causing all of these issues for myself by drinking beers and doing Coke and having random like hookups with people be for 60 to 120 seconds of sadness. Like that was what I was avoiding. 
are you freaking kidding me? Once I started putting that together, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is silly. What am I doing? Because once I processed that and let it go through me, it served its purpose and it left. It wasn't, it wasn't there anymore. And then I didn't feel the need to distract myself with anything. And it gave me clarity to be able to move forward. Okay. So, so why exactly does this happen? Like how, what, what is the point of our emotions? Like why do we have them and what happens in our body and our mind? Now there's no agreed upon consensus about like the technical definition of emotions. I think honestly, the reason why there's no agreed upon consensus is because mainstream allopathic medicine or even psychiatry or even psychology, uh, they don't want you to really understand the power of your emotions, because once you can harness that, you're unstoppable, right? The current system wants you to be sick and sad and dependent on pharmaceuticals and buying shit to feel better, right? Like the advertising culture, which I'll talk talk about more in future episodes as well, it's been developed specifically to make us have emotional connections to things so that we desire things that we don't need, right? Like after the wars, nobody was buying shit because they didn't have money. And before that, people didn't buy stuff that they didn't need. So they developed advertising as a way for uh, to use our psychology against us. So they figured out what how we tick. And then they started using that against us. Instead of informing us of the fact that we have these abilities, the emotions are there to help us. They're now, they're, they've been using them for decades to make us want things that we don't need. But that's, that's a topic for another episode. I want to keep these short and sweet. So when you have an emotion, it serves as a physiological connection to your environment. So when you see something, you have an event happen to you, there's a stimulus outside of your body. It causes your body, your skin, your um, heart rate, your respiration, it causes changes in those, like in an electromagnetic way. Okay. And what that does is it gives your brain a cue on how to respond. This is super adaptive for animals. Okay. Remember the mammalian complex in your brain, that is where our emotions are. Okay. So when you have an emotion, it's there to serve you in an animalistic way. It also works vice versa. So it goes two ways, right? So you're, you're both receiving information from the environment and then having cues in your brain as to how to respond. But then the other way works too. So when you have a thought, it causes emotions in you. And then that communicates what you're thinking to the environment. It's like, think about cats and dogs. Like I love using them as examples because there's, they've been domesticated by us for so long that they can, they're tuned to us, right? You know when, what your dog is thinking, <laughs> Or your cat. Cats are a little more. <laughs> I love cats so much. They're so autonomous. Like they're so sweet and cuddly when they want to be, but they'll fucking cut a bitch too. So, anyways, like, or and the other way too, like cat, they can read you, right? When you have a dog or a cat that you've had for a long time, when you're upset, that dog knows, my cat knows, right? And they they do things to help comfort you. Right. That's that's the level where our emotions are. It's not really like a conscious thing. It's a it's a process that's there to serve you and to help you to interact with your environment in a better way. 
right? So where we get screwed up as humans is because of the neocortex. So like, remember that fancy human part of our brain where our executive functions come in, right? Where we have the ability to think about thinking and we can trigger ourselves with a thought instead of an actual stimulus outside of your body, right? But then, uh, I mean, you add on the fact that we're living in this overstimulated society where we're constantly triggered and like intentionally triggered. If you pay attention to mainstream media, it's 100% fear mongering. Like it's meant to make you afraid, so that you're in stress response and you're not tapping into your ability to actually perceive the environment as it is. All you're doing is looking for threats and staying distracted from what is really going on. Okay, so what happens with this is that because we have had this information kept from us and we're like emotionally stunted, we're not recognizing this really important part of our existence and our way to communicate with the environment we are being constantly triggered, which is causing the, a very real physiological reaction in your body that is not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not, it's meant to be like put through the process and like finished, right? Because when it's over, it's over. When the stimulus is gone, the animal relaxes. But humans, because we can think about that shit and just keep pinging around like butthurt rumination in your brain, or we're consuming information that's constantly like triggering us through your like the electronic box of comparison that's in your pocket all the time, right? The media that's constantly playing in your ear and bombarding you with all sorts of sensory information. Your brain is just busy attending to all of these threats and so your brain is having these stressful thoughts and it's triggering emotions in your body. You're not expressing these emotions in a physical way. So then the, the physicality, like the physiological part of the body is then triggering the brain to keep being stressed out, right? You're just fucking yourself. You're literally in this giant circle of butthurt rumination or stress or fear or jealousy or insecurity. And it's just going around and around. You're just like, your brain's having a thought. It's triggering your body. Your body's feeling that way. It's triggering your brain back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Right? So what do we do about this? <laughs> Sounds terrible. I know I'm, I'm feeling like a bit worked up just thinking about it right now. So action items for today's episodes, folks, there's a couple things. Well, first off exercise, right? Move your body and get those physical parts out, right? When I don't lift weights for a few days, I lose my mind. It's my go-to stress response. Like if I'm feeling shitty, I go and do some exercise because it expends the, uh, the built up tension that's in my muscles and my body that's looking to go somewhere. Okay. So exercise is great. Different types of people or humans need different types of exercise, right? So I'm going to talk about human design a little bit more through this series, but if you're not familiar, check out your human design. Um, maybe I'll post a link in this, this comments of this episode. Uh, geneticmatrix.com is a great website as well. You can figure out your design. Like energetic humans, so like generators and manifestors need to expend energy because we produce it. Uh, reflectors and projectors are less like they're they're receiving types of energy right so they don't produce it themselves they have less need to expend energy so like me when I'm stressed out I need to go like I need to burn energy and not even when I'm stressed out like if I don't burn energy off it goes into like maladaptive or destructive things my daughter is a projector right so she has less of a need for that physical release, but it doesn't mean that she doesn't need to move her body. It just means that it's not fair for me to expect her to get the same benefit from lifting weights or doing like crazy intervals training 
Um, but she's still like, I make her do things like yoga and walks and things that are moving her body in a more subtle way to kind of finish that process. Okay. So just keep that in mind. The other thing too, remember, this is all about feeling good. So you want to find a type of exercise that feels good for you and do it every day. Okay. The other thing is actively like paying attention to your emotions. So that conscious observation of your thoughts, if you've been listening to this and actually doing the action items, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And, and like, be proud of yourself for doing that. Right. So if you've been doing these things, you should be aware of some of the stories that you're telling yourself and some of the thoughts that you're having and able to kind of remove yourself. Remember, like you're like a stardust driving a meat robot. Okay. So you're not your mind. You're not your body. You are literally like a soul controlling this. Right. So just because you're having thoughts doesn't mean that you need to pay attention to them. Right. I still get triggered uh, by insecurities in, in a number of ways. And instead of just like in a previous life, I would have these insecurities, my body would get stressed out. And then I would just like keep thinking about the shit to be stressed out about creating more issues. Instead, I'm like, okay, I am feeling triggered by that. I'm feeling like somebody's not taking me seriously, or I'm feeling like I'm not being wanted or I'm not being accepted. And uh, I'm going to pay attention to that in my body. And instead of like letting it be a roller coaster that's taking me away, I'm going to exercise and then or depending on where I'm at sometimes you can't exercise right um breath work is another thing so the breathing exercise um where did I give you guys that yeah in the first episode I was looking at my notes here the breath work exercise is another great tool to use to help with your emotional regulation um but the next piece too that I want to talk about is not just like interrupting that cycle of negative emotions but then actively cultivating positive emotions. Okay? That is the key to changing your life. Actively cultivating positive emotions. At the beginning it's super hard. <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> when you're like stuck in in stress response all the time. Uh, it doesn't feel real, right? But remember from last episode, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Hebb's law, neurons that fire together, wire together, okay? So you can have the, you can cultivate these ideas with a practice. So I'm going to give you an exercise called heart-centered breathing, okay? So what you're going to do is find a nice quiet place to sit and relax, do some slow, deep breathing. And as you're breathing, breathe into your heart, Okay, so imagine your heart is receiving the oxygen and then when you breathe out, like I like to think like I'm inhaling white light, I'm exhaling shitty gray energy, right? Inhale white light, exhale the shitty gray butthurt rumination, right? So breathe into your heart and do that for, I don't know, I would say like five to 10 breaths of really breathing into your heart, okay? Maybe more. If you're feeling stressed out, do 20, 30 breaths, Okay. And then when you're in that space, I want you to think about something that brings you joy and pure joy. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, okay? When I do these exercises, one of my go-tos is chipmunks. I really just love them. Like, they're so, oh my gosh. Have you ever watched a chipmunk like eat a seed or a nut or something? <laughs> just their little hands and their mouths move so fast. They're so cute. So things like that, tree rodents for me. Uh, the other thing, obviously my daughter, but sometimes when I think about my daughter, it gives me mixed emotions, right? So I f sometimes I'm still triggered by parenting guilt. So sometimes thinking about Haley is a good thing. And sometimes it makes me um, more anxious. So that, you know, there are, like I said, that everything is just as much good as bad, right? So find something that like is a pure source of 
motivation. Also, just thinking too, like she's now a preteen, like she's turning 12 this year, just like 12 going on freaking 18. <laughs> and we're, we're both fire signs. Um, so there's some like, <laughs> some like crispy moments between the two of us these days. Right. So, <laughs> so I go with chipmunks or the other thing, uh, that really works for me is like adventure. So like imagining that I'm hiking in a rainforest, like looking over a valley or that I'm at the beach, right? Like those kind of, um, visions are really exciting and like, positive and joyful for me. Okay. So chipmunks and adventure, whatever works for you, it doesn't matter how silly it is. Like it just has to feel good. Okay. So bring those thoughts to your awareness while you're doing this heart centered breathing and feel it in your heart. Like feel that feeling. Like I'm, I'm like, I wish I was doing the video of this because I'm literally like grinning ear to ear thinking about friggin' chipmunks right now. <laughs> So whatever it is for you, like make sure it does that. Okay. So bring that feeling into your heart and then keep breathing with the long, slow breaths. And you're going to actively take that feeling that's in your heart and push it out to the extremities of your body. Okay. So you're inhaling, ah, chipmunks. And then you're exhaling. Oh my gosh. My whole body feels lovely. Just thinking about that. And then you're inhaling. Oh my gosh, look at that view. The rainforest, it's a friggin' volcano. Oh, I have no fears, no limitations. I am completely free. And I'm taking that feeling and I'm pushing it through my body. Okay. And uh, the more that you do this, the easier it gets. I like, trust me, I understand you're going to suck at it at the beginning. If you're somebody who's new to this sort of stuff, even if you're not new to it, but you haven't actually like followed through with the feeling piece of it. Um, it's going to be really hard, right? The brain and the body like what's familiar. Like we're, we're habit driven creatures. So even though feeling sad and jealous and insecure and, and butthurt and limited and whatever it is for you, um, isn't adaptive and like, doesn't need to be our norm. Like when that's the, the state that you've been in the most, the brain and the body crave it because it's familiar because remember we are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do so by expending the least amount of energy possible. Okay, so by um, by doing those things, the brain, like that that reptilian complex, the very primitive part of our brain, is satisfied because it's not having to expend more energy by processing new feelings and emotions and thoughts. Okay. So like if you meet resistance doing this, I should say when you meet resistance doing this, don't be alarmed. It's just the way that your brain works. You're just a super efficient animal. Okay. But here, this is the thing. You're also a human and humans are magic guys. We're magic. We have the ability to do all sorts of stuff but you have to be able to control your emotions and the electromagnetic, the very real physiological, scientifically verified science. I'm like using quotations science. <laughs> it's verified that this is a real thing. Okay. It's not hippie woo woo bullshit. Like this is real. Okay. So you can take these part, these powers and harness them for good. You just have to practice. Think about how long you've been living in the cycle of, of shittiness, okay? You have to take just as much time, if not more, to undo that stuff, okay? But the more that you do it, the easier it gets. So remember, your goal is feeling good. Your emotions are here to serve you. There's literally no reason to be ashamed of negative emotions. There's no reason to be ashamed of any emotions, positive emotions as well. Catch feelings for whoever the fuck you want and tell them about it, okay? Be sad when you're sad. Cry. Sit in that sadness. Let it pass through your body. 
pay attention to it. Exercise, breathe, and do some heart-centered meditation work. Okay. And this stuff too, like it doesn't have to be like a super serene experience. Like I do heart centered breathing all the time. It's like part of my walking meditations when I first started to put together this meat robot analogy, like just walking around instead of being triggered, like I was living downtown and in like a rotting city, essentially. So there's a lot of homelessness and like scary individuals. Um, so I'd be triggered often when I was walking. So instead of like letting my trigger take me away, I would just bring chipmunks into my heart <laughs> and push that into my body. Okay. So try that. Let me know how it feels. I want to know, uh, like send me a message, send me a comment on this, make a post about it, share it with your friends and family and uh, keep me in the loop. Cause I want to hear what causes you joy. So that way I can say more stuff than chipmunks. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, I hope you feel good. Hey, folks, did I mention how stoked I am that you're listening to this podcast? Thank you so much. As a token of my gratitude for being an early supporter of my new venture, I'd love to offer you a discount on all of my new offerings. Head on over to the link in the description of this episode and use the code FEELGOODNOW to get 10% off. So excited to keep serving you all. Until next time, feel good and have fun.